Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to episode 46, I think it is, of This Is Not A Drill. Um, today is Sunday, February 4th, I believe, and it's the day after I competed for the first time in like three or four years in jiu-jitsu. And I just wanted to kind of share that, what that was like, what that experience was for me, because something that I've been wanting to do again a lot lately, and I want to do more. And it was a big learning process and such a fun time that felt like I had so much to share. So we talk about that talk about all the things as always um if you guys want to support us you can uh you are already also you if you want to do another thing that you're not already doing patreon super organism on patreon if you find us you can be a patreon patron and that's dope because it allows us to fund these projects and keep bringing you guys content and be able to bring more and more content um, and exclusive stuff also you can go to the store get yourself a stupor organism t-shirt or a wizard chronicles poster um you can buy Wizard Chronicles or Fractal Starfish on iTunes. You could you could uh, send us positive vibes through your heart chakra. You can chant for us. You can sacrifice the sacred plant. You could you could take a cold shower for us. You could. You could take on a new challenge for us. You know what I mean? It's like, it don't got to be money, but, you know, whatever whatever feels like it, uh, it's a way that you you want to water, water this garden, you know, is appreciated. And even if that's just listening, that's beautiful. So, anyways, it's just Joe and I this week. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. This is not a... talking about the heart and how like the digestive system you're saying is yeah like the stomach well not just the stomach though the esophagus oh yeah the well, i mean because you can't just automatically the colon you know what i mean like all of that is is outside the human body so to speak mm-hmm. in that you're kind of like Like, what do they call that shape? It's like a funny, it's like a funny spiritually sciencey word for, for a donut. Is oh. it Taurus? Is that what they call it? Um. Essentially, it's a donut. Basically, the idea being like you're a tube that is three dimensional. So it's like a four dimensional tube. Are you looking it up? Taurus? Yeah. That's a, I, the for sure is the bull dude in the sky, but it's, Yeah, it definitely is like, is like is it also the donut shape? Yes. Where it's always like feeding back into itself like that type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, just like the fact that like How do you describe that? That's so uh, interesting. Other than a donut or like... It seems an, like a, it's a, uh, a floaty. 
If you imagine like a slide that was like covered up and it would just like wrapped into itself all the way. A what? Like a slide, like a tube. And it was yeah, like, but but like the shape of like how that tube is actually formed is not. Just trying to think about our listeners and trying to like get like they're gonna be like, what the fuck? This is this is not. Yeah, n- this makes sense. Y'all have the rectangle. You might as well go ahead I mean, and yeah, that Google. What did you type in? Torus shape. Torus shape. Dude, and but basically it's a donut. The idea being that as opposed to a circle, the line that makes up the out the circle is three-dimensional that being said you have stuff that's like if you if you like like theoretically i don't even know how to if that makes sense (laughs) anyways the heart when it pumps blood it also the muscle fibers need blood in them to pump the blood in the heart. And like, there's like a chicken or the egg situation going on there. Or you know, like, I don't know a lot about cardio, cardiology. Yeah. But I'm curious. I feel like the fucking cardiologists need to hang out with the like, with the bhakti yoga people. Yeah, they should also fucking train. <laughs> train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are they also gonna get in the? All kinds of hearts, you know what I mean? Like there, there are physiological hearts, but you know you got that, got that other one that's like that, that bodhicitta, that, that broken heart that connects all beings. You know, like, what is that one? I feel like that's a thing. Uh, yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. You know, but you know, heart's interesting because it's like, uh, like in in Eastern culture, there's there's like the idea of like the heart mind. They don't they don't separate the two like it's a system. Yeah, cooperative. Yeah, because in our culture we have like heart people and we have mind people and they're on different sides of the fence and they're teamed up. Mm-hmm. And I mean the team game is so aggressive right now, but also it's like if you tune into that, you know what I mean. Like meanwhile, like. I'm teamed up in a different way. Like, I felt teamed up yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for you guys listening, yesterday yesterday I competed um, at the this Fuji Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament. I competed in the Nogi uh, division. And it was it was interesting, and I, I felt so I felt so blessed for so many things. Um, I don't even know how to how to begin, you know, like just feeling so confident in. Well, yeah, I mean, so like. You're talking kind of in a middle of a move right now. It's like the move is to compete. Now there's some things that were happening before the the competition that made you feel confident, right? Because you've been on a certain like level of training, right? Know? I mean, well, or like was, hold on, like when you when you were going for this competition, was it like a a couple weeks out? Like, at what point did you commit, and how many days out from that point were you? Competing? Well, I was. I was honestly going to compete. My, the plan originally at the beginning of the month was to compete in. I, where was it? Was it in Cleveland? It was somewhere in Ohio, I think, for Naga, which was the 31st. Um, but I wasn't able to make it to that. I had been 
um, sick for a week or something like that, mm. and or I felt like I was starting to get sick and I had um, injured my shoulder in the gym, and it just seemed like I was better off not trying to like force it. And then the homie Ian uh, over at Tenth Planet Indy told me about this tournament that you know Fuji was putting on the next week, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Gives me gives my shoulder an extra week to to heal. And um, so I was like, I'm in. And that was like, it had to be a week before the 31st. So, and it was, uh, but it was interesting because I hadn't competed in like, I competed when I first started jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe I had a stripe or two, and I competed in the Hoosier Open. And it was that was the first time I'd competed in anything that was, like, not team-based. Where I was like, you know, I didn't think much of it going into it. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to, I mean, it's just like rolling at the gym. You know, it's like, whatever. But when I found myself in there so holding on so tight to this dude's gi and like looking up at the ceiling and like coursing with adrenaline thinking like oh dude like this is different this is real different (laughs) and it's like no matter what how much i wanted to like pretend like it was no big deal so and then I think after that kind of drifted away from competing and just like just wasn't a focus I wanted to do it because I was encouraged by like my friends to do it but it was I wasn't successful um my first I think I was DQ'd one of my one of my uh matches because I didn't, I didn't know how maybe I, when he was, uh, he was like breaking, or he was like trying to bring me into his guard and like break my posture down. And I grabbed his hips and I like pushed his hips to the mat. But apparently I might've done it way more aggressively than I meant to or the ref was like hypersensitive. It's hard, it's hard to tell. Obviously, everybody on my side was like, it was bullshit. Yeah, it seemed but, legit. But it's also like, that's some team shit. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. Probably there was a lot of adrenaline in that, you know, and it probably was a little bit more slammy than it should have been. Mm-hmm. But I didn't take that too seriously. I was like, so like, didn't know how to handle all that adrenaline you know yeah and then but yesterday I was curious because like after that I mean I didn't just like sit around I like been training my mind and my body and connecting the two and and really developing things that I was curious to see how they showed up under the test of the moment you know Mm -hmm. wrote some code yeah and see what what where the bugs are at getting in cold water you know you know the daily practices the discipline the the nutrition the the you know cold and heat exposure and shit like that like just like sharpening this thing and even though like the this previous week i've been sick two weeks yeah then i come back train like pretty hard for a couple days and then like honestly i was i was busy with other shit and i was kind of like you know kali came to pay a visit yeah and i just had to just you know trust the process and be like i don't know why this is like where we're riding right now but what i definitely can't be doing is freaking out yeah and and i know that 
whatever, whatever, I'm showing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, that morning, wake up, make the took some uh, funguses. Yeah, I mean it's steeped them in the water for tw- ten minutes, then use that water to steep the coffee. Then I loaded up the coffee with the turmeric, the cayenne, the reishi mushroom, the lion's mane mushroom, the cordyceps mushroom. Now, reishi's for that immune, that that cordyceps is that cardiovascular um, strength and like that support, like helps you uh, process oxygen efficiently. Then you got the lion's mane turning on the neurons. Then you got the, you know, the psilocybe putting on the, turning on the neurons as well. Heightening. Turning on the DNA sequence, really. You know, just heightening the the sensitivity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just turning up the volume a little bit. And then the sacrificing of the sacred plants. I just felt... First, like no matter what was going on, I got such a squad right now coursing through my veins. Yeah, the supercell. You know, and then and then I'm there with like some bad individuals out here getting their own medals with the Tenth Planet uh, indie crew, and the homie Jacob from here at CrossFit Infiltrate, mm-hmm. and the savages that we train with here like to go and to that moment with all that behind you it just felt like borderline cheating (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like it's kind of unfair and the first the first match i got uh i learned some lessons it was so. It was one other dude in my weight class and division, one seventy, the one seventy weight class mm-hmm. in, um, in the expert division. So that's like above four years or whatever. It was Nogi, and um, so it was best two out of three. So the first round, first match, um, started. He went down for half guard, which I thought interesting choice because that's my world (laughs) and and then he went for the he was really good at curling under and I was like and he was going for um looked like an electric chair for a second to stretch me out and it was it I low-key let him get it because I knew my my I stretch my splits every day you know what I mean both all three directions even more directions and like so I was like fuck it like let's see like check it out nothing happens Mm -hmm. but then I but that's when I realized that was a bad move he was literally doing to me it was pretty much a reenactment of Hoyler and Eddie Metamorphs (laughs) 3 real talk because he got me in a vaporizer um and like I didn't even realize until today but my leg's a little swollen it doesn't hurt like in any kind of way but it's just like exposed to immense pressure so it's gonna need some cold immersion yeah but so anyways he gets me in this in this uh thing that puts a lot of pressure on your knee and and he was it felt like he was going between that and a toe hold which is like um a submission where your knee is being hyper is being twisted by the twisting of the heel and the foot so i and i just felt like this is such a high intensity situation right now and he's playing with such like delicate technology down there that i'm like best two out of three i don't feel this doesn't feel like painful but i also like want to walk 
So I was like, here, you got, you got, you got me on this one. This mm-hmm. is, I let this get too far. I underestimated the situation. I was also heightened immensely and it was, t- I was a bit unprepared for what the moment, like I, maybe hyper-stimulated, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so uh, the, second, the second time around, I was like, I was focused. I was like, okay, you know, this situation caused me an issue. Uh, Jacob, the homie, comes through and he's like, yo, if he does this, put him in this. And, you know, I got the homies from 10th Planet that threw me some pointers too. And we're on, everybody was like shouting me pointers and shit to do. And I just felt like uh, all I had to do was fucking, you know, first of all, prevent him from getting underneath me because that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he was going hard, bro. <laughs> felt bad. I had to put my elbows on his face. I had to, I had to move his, his face across, dude. He was, trying to, he was trying to stretch my legs out. It's like, bro, I said no. <laughs> but no, nah, dude was a savage. And it was real tough, but I just, um, it, was, it was interesting because it was a fucking battle, that second match. Like the first half of that second match, he got to six points. It was a battle. And after... And that was when, when I had him in the cradle where he was still digging to go under my legs again. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, I passed. I passed his guard. And I put the CrossFit Infiltrate Smash upon him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I just put the, I put the grueling hustle on him. And, uh, and not, not even to boast. I mean, it's just like, I just do what I do, like, when we're in the gym, like, when it's just life, like, push the pace, like, dig deep, dig deeper, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it was like, I was, uh, there was a, a moment, like, when I felt that, like, this, like that, it was, it wasn't even that, it was almost like I was, I remember watching, like, something happened, and I, like, like got neon belly and like turned around and we were in a situation where he was laying down looking over his head behind to me yeah you know where I was standing up behind him and it was it was essentially at that moment I recognized there was a race because he has a race and an opportunity to grab one of my legs. For honestly, I saw I saw an opportunity to to um, attain a dominant position, and I was tired as fuck. Yeah. But I was not about to like I I learned from the times of being smashed here at CrossFit Infiltrate with Jared and Steve and Jacob and Joe and just. I I just knew that if I let up, it only it only gets worse. Yeah. So I just dove on top of him, and then I was feeling. That's when I was like, had my first. I smelled blood. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what it was. I dove on the blood, but it was. I wasn't sure. You know, you can't trust that. That's not enough information. So mm-hmm. I was still going. And when I, I got him in a gift wrap or what's a head and arm wrap where you grab somebody's head or arm and you pass it to the other side of their neck where you have your hand around the back of their head and you grab their wrist. So you're essentially controlling their shoulders and their head with one hand. And, and when I got that position, that I felt the fight go away in him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I n- n- never, it, it was, uh, 
it was crazy. I never have, I have a, some, I'm good at getting the back on people, but sometimes like even white belts is like, I cannot get that neck. Sometimes it's just like, and, and maybe I'm just better now and I just don't recognize it cause I'm me. Yeah. And so it just looks like I feel the same, yeah. but, um, but as soon as that, I got that gift wrap and I felt like he was like, he didn't have the resources in his system to continue at this pace. And I was like, I felt like I'm tired, but this is nowhere near where I quit. Yeah. Like that is long. Whew. I mean, we pushed that line. And so then got that rear naked choke. And then he was so tired. After that, he was like, oh, shit, the light's out in here. But he was so tired after that that he was, like, laying down on this mat. And I was, like, think, I, I thought, like, I need to calm down. I need to get... I need to lower my heart rate. I need to relax. Yeah, because you're going, you're running it back. Because yeah, because we got that's one and one right now. Mm-hmm. This is the money round, and so I'm like preparing. I like get into full lotus. I was like, I'm just gonna meditate until it's my turn to go again. And then that's when the table calls me over and was like, Yeah, he's he dropped out. Like I don't know if you see. And then I look over and he's like throwing up. And and. It's interesting because, like, I don't know whether to talk about this because I, I didn't want it, to, if can feel like, I mean, it's just a, I don't want to brag because I was successful, you know what I mean? But at the same time, there were some lessons and things that were affirmed that I wanted to share yes. because they were tested and came back positive now this is just one and i'm gonna keep competing and we're gonna see what's up you know i was wearing that super organism t-shirt that you can get at the store if you guys want to represent you know what i mean uh because super organism was highly calibrated all tuned up and that's what i'm saying it's like i wanted i wanted to share that because it's like i saw drill i yeah i felt the reality and and um, I'm excited to continue the, the process. Like I was talking to Jared, and he, when, uh, we got this tournament at the Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio, on March 3rd, and he's talking about going to camp outside. Instead, I was thinking about getting an Airbnb, and he was talking about camping out at a park, and I was like, bro. Of course. I mean, that's what you were talking about earlier. I was mentioning, um, I thought it was Ben Greenfield I was talking about, mm-hmm. like, hunting and stuff. But obviously, like, th- over many a years, like, th- when we've been hunting is when we've probably been starving, right? Or we've had, uh, the resources are low. So now we've developed this new heightened awareness to, like, be on high alert for all the things. The senses are heightened. Smell, hear, listen, like, fucking... So you can take down the hunt. Like, you got to get food. So, like, that kind of level of, like, hunting, being connected to whatever that is for you, it makes sense. Like, you're going in to kill. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, McKenna talks about, like, one of the recent psychedelic salons that Lorenzo put out um, had was McKenna talking about the stoned ape theory. And he was mentioning about some of the aspects of what would make a group of proto-hominid that are consuming psilocybin or psychoactive psychedelic mushrooms, why that might be evolutionarily advantageous for that group. And one of the things he was mentioning was central nervous system arousal that manifested also as heightened um, edge detection. Mm-hmm. So um, it increased the ability to recognize when there were predators around or it allowed the hunters to be better capable of I mean, if you've got better visual acuity, 
I mean, it seems like hunting when you're throwing shit is probably going to be ideal yeah, to, be to see good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can't be, like, we're talking about Cameron Haynes shooting. Like, right. That man has some crazy eyes. Got to. It's incredible. Exactly. And his eyes are good as fuck because he uses that shit for what they're used for. Yeah. And so when, like, in a situation when you're, I mean, I've seen, there's documents, documentation on my Instagram from a year or two ago where I was at the park at the Indianapolis Museum of Arts Park and I saw this wasp do jujitsu on a caterpillar on my backpack. He was legit hitting positions, then took the caterpillars back, <laughs> at which point he, he entered the submission that was venom in the butt from the back mount. I mean, and I was like, this is incredible. And I documented just the end of it just because I was, it was like, nobody's going to believe this. Yeah. But, you know, that, and then you realize you watch Planet Earth enough and you see all these other animals fighting and you're like, dude, they're all doing jujitsu. It's based on the same fundamental principles. And then it's like, then you tune into that, you know, that potentially panspermiated, panspermiated, <laughs> the you know uh, one of the most alien com like organisms on this planet like literally this fungus grows out of the ground and ta- and it's the earth talking to you yeah it's you know what i mean crazy. like the fuck <laughs> yeah some book i was reading the other day said that uh there's like fungus in between your cells, so obviously, like when you're tuning into like uh, other outside fungus, they get t- in tune with your cells. You know, I was thinking about that, like having the experience, and be like, uh, I could see where like there's some kind of connected force here that they're like, obviously, it's a big communication, makes sense. Like they're talking to each other, like the whole matrix is not the matrix. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's like, uh, I mean, when you start thinking about yourself as like, like not just a colony, you're like, you're the successful, I don't even know if successful is the right word, you, you are, you are the, you're the result, you are a bunch of communities of different types of organisms in their total interactions is your consciousness. Like, when you start thinking about it like that, it's like, the fuck you do with that, dude? Like, I don't, who, it's like, who you think you are from there? It's like, try to get a sense of identity in that. And there, there is one. Yeah, there is one, but it's like it's more mandalic than it is personality or persona. Yeah, easily detectable by. Uh... Yeah, it's like a process. You're like this process of unfoldment, and like if you're like if the river is flowing, your creativity is the equivalent to sticking your finger in the stream and the very peculiarities of how you pr- put your finger your in what the shape size of your finger the tilt what or not even your finger you stick something in the river and whatever that thing is it leaves a different wake behind it because of how its uniqueness affects the flow of the river that's flowing anyways and flows eternally yeah and that shit Coming from there, it's like, bro, I don't know what I am. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I think nobody really has any uh, 
clear answers, obviously, but uh, the other thing, the most important thing is just to handle your own business, right? I mean, you got to unfold, and you might as well unfold in the most dopest ways you can, because, like, what kind of shit is that is fucking manifesting in a half-assed way? Like, that sounds like how you get sad real quick, you know? Yeah, and that's why we got uh, the mental health problem, the gun problems. Like, it all yeah. is, it's all the, got to get that source material. Bro, look at this leg compared to this leg. Do you see that? Yeah, that's a pretty big difference. It's pretty big, right? Yeah. It's like the soreness is all up here have you like even attempted to like roll it out or anything like that it doesn't feel like that's what it wants <laughs> i understand you know what i mean it yeah. feels like it needs the the uh inflammation but you know like i was rolling today i didn't feel ter- i didn't feel anything really crazy it feels like real swollen mm-hmm like like um plantar flexion which is like i think it's pointing your toes yeah like this there's like a tightness in my calf in there like but other than that there's not much going on but it's real fat and i just feel like it just got super stretched out and it's like Trying to recover. But, you know, I just had some marine collagen lying around that I had got at Good Earth. So I was like, well, first, of course, I'm going to take that right now. Yep. And, I mean, I got some bone broth in that in the crib with um, heart in it. So grass-fed <laughs> heart in that shit. So it's like, let's go. Um, got to go get in the, in the lake one of these days, and that will super solve it. I mean... That ain't no thing. It's just let's keep it rocking. Yeah, you know it's glad to have that problem. Almost, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's just I learn, learn about. I always feel like every time I'm sick or injured, I think about Frederick Nietzsche's idea of the Ubermunch. Or soup or the Superman, who, when an average the average man gets sick, he gets worse. When he gets ill, he gets worse, right? Yeah. The Ubermunch get stronger, and so it's like I always feel like, how is that possible? Well, it's funny because. Every time I get sick, I learn a little more about nutrition. I learn a little bit more about psychology. About I learn a little bit more about about rest and what that means. Or I learn something. I learn something that I was missing that led me to that illness. Mm-hmm. And in that illness and in its recovery is the wisdom that is the next level. And so... I always just look for it. Sometimes have expecting it to not be there. And like, just like, let me just look real quick and then I'll start complaining. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> and then I start looking and I was like, oh, no, there it is. And then it's like, if I'm going to be getting, if this is helping me anyways, then like, I can't talk shit. Like, yeah, 100%. I just got to sacrifice what it costs, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes to be the boss. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Like sacrificing loves to be the boss. Yeah, it got it costs to be the boss, right? Yeah, straight up. But um Yeah, dude. Wearing my Team Rubicon hat and my super organism shirt. And then the Tenth Planet crew gave me a rash guard to wear. So I felt like the I was blessed by the gods. Yeah. You know? On that Yoel Romero shit. Soldier of God <laughs> and this bitch. Jarmy. 
Michael Bisping. I love you, boy. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude is a savage, bro. He's so scary. Dude, 100%. Oh man. No, I'd be seven in a cave with him. What? Do we got any interesting fights coming up? Mmm. Fucking Cormier and Stipe. Yeah. What? I think Stipe's just gonna bonk him on the head a few <laughs> times. I think Daniel Cormier is I, I mean, I respect the shit out of that. I think he's just sleeping on what the reality of this. Or maybe situation. he's pulling a Conor McGregor and he's like, let me just cake up real quick before I dip, dude. Yeah, but he knows that beating's coming at the oh, end. Oh, dude, it's that's tough. It's not Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, but... <laughs> Steve A is not Floyd Mayweather. He got some big old hands. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up. Oh man! But also, dude, I respect the shit out of Cormier, and Cormier trains with fucking Kane, so that's no joke. That's no walk in the park. I mean, a lot of people they think talk, he was talking about that uh, maybe those two would get in the cage. Kane and Stipe. Oh, oh, Kane and and Cormier. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that he said Kane said that he was gonna prepare Daniel Cormier as he always does, and if he wins, then things could get interesting or yeah. some shit like that. And I was like. Okay, and I also respect the shit out of that because you know what? You guys both agreed. Like, we're here to win. We're trying to be the baddest motherfucker on the plane. Also, like, if me and you had to fight for the title, right? I'm like, dude, if I lose, my best friend is the champion of the world. I'm fucking mad at that. You don't love your friends, dude. I think that would be like the best way to go out because he's already talking about like retiring. Like beat Stipe and lose to Kane? Or lose to Stipe and lose Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's fighting Kane if he loses to Stipe. Kane's not about to fight him for no title. Kane's. Well, I don't think they're really fighting. I thought it was just like a super fight. I don't know if it's. No, a, I, I. Yeah, but I, I don't, you don't think, think it's the, for title. I, you don't think the title's on the line? No. I think it is, dude, because what why, would, on the line? why would Kane talk about that? I, I don't think Kane would fight him unless he had to fight him for the title. Otherwise, you don't have to fight your fucking friend. Like, I'm not going to fight you for an exhibition fight. Like, it better be for, I mean, maybe I would under the right conditions, right? Like, if we're about to get super paid and, like. <laughs> I don't know exactly Something super what cool is about to happen. It's setting up to be. Because they're not in the same division. Like, what, no. what title are they fighting for if they would be fighting? It would be for the heavyweight title. I think Cormier is going up to the heavyweight. I don't. I don't think. Oh, he's Stipe's straight. Coming down. He's straight trying to Connor. I saw. I feel maybe I'm wrong, but that's th- that's what I. That was my interpretation of the thing when I was hearing Brendan talk about it. I mean, might as well. But he could all just just be a GSP real quick and just dip out and. He also could just fucking stay low key for a minute. Ask John Jones where he got his good stuff. Yeah, and then get to work, bro. <laughs> yeah, and then actually, fight don't John think John Jones. Jones should. John Jones should get you caught. Yeah, talk to somebody else. Those underground boys. I mean, really though, I, I don't know. They don't, they don't have the sauce. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they don't got the superorganism elixir of truth, bro. <laughs> elixir of truth. Powerful words. <laughs> Of the ancient ones, it's like, come on, dude, come on, dude, fuck you gonna do with all that? And yeah, and I was and I was wearing my Team Rubicon disaster response hat. I felt like it's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, motherfucking a lot of just like. I just felt like that's perspective right there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? On my head, right? Like powerful. Like this. This is fucking fun. This is fun shit. This is not like serious shit. Is what people had to go through down there. Yeah. You know what I mean, this is silly. This is. And then there's just like I was just have fun, dude. Fucking enjoy it. This is the ride. Like this, you're. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking about it earlier when I was cleaning up here. I was like. You know, doing shit like that makes me feel like competing, like 
you know, I want to, we want to get on stage more and like mm-hmm. perform uh, some of our music and shit like that. Just makes me feel like I'm actively engaging in life. It makes me feel like, yes, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing that, like, I'm taking, like, you know, if I was in the 1500s, I probably would have had to be on some fucking crazy boat across the ocean to get the same feeling, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the feeling of, like, I'm, I'm fucking taking on the challenge, like, I'm striving to manifest as best I can while this thing happens, because... I don't know if there's another thing that happens. So I'm not going to wait yeah. to experience the best things that I can experience in my, and that I'm capable of experiencing for some other time. And then, because I think when you don't do that shit, you're afraid of dying. Like, I feel like you think about that a lot more than you care to acknowledge. I would definitely. You know what I mean? Because you're going to, like, you don't, nobody wants to go out having not done the shit. Definitely not. So if you're not doing it, it's in the back of your mind all the time. Like, I got to get to that shit or I'm going to be real go. sad. where you go. go straight to where you think. Like, yeah, dude. Those practices better be heavy. Yeah, you better be actively engaged, dude. And, you know, whatever that means for you, mm-hmm. where it's like that thing that sparks your fear, that fear response. But, you know, it's a different kind of fear. It's a fear that, you know, fuck, I got to do it. I have to do it. If I don't do it then I'm going to be a shadow of myself. I'm going to be a, 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 an emaciated, de-energized, unpurposeful individual because mm-hmm. I didn't dare to do the things that excited me. And the most exciting things are scary because yeah. you care. You know, hundred percent. But dude, it's just like you only find like if you keep walking in that fire. What I find is other motherfuckers that are living like that and that like get it, and you just feel so grateful to be around. Like I'm standing there at this like jujitsu tournament, looking around at all these kids, women, men. Everything from like super athletic to like large, but like also like everybody out here is doing something that is uncomfortable and they love it. And like because they understand it showed them about the growth and discomfort. And it showed them that they're bigger than the discomfort, that they're greater than the discomfort. And, and they got addicted to that freedom. And it's just like, man, what a blessing to have lived a life where you found out, you know? Because how many people are not here type of shit? You know, how many people struggle to, to even, you know, they're like, there's people that are surrounded with uninspired people and the bar is so low that if they fucking eat an apple, they're just demolishing the standard around them. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, that person wants to open a food truck or wants to um be a you know be a tour guide at a at a some park or something you know what i mean like they got these ideas of doing some reckless shit that other people wouldn't understand but also fucking excites them yeah and but they don't ever get to do it because they don't ever see anybody around them do it and they never find out that they can do it. And they just believe that people that do it are people that are just, you know, they, they got lucky somehow. And 
so they have a perspective that like entraps them out of living their thing and it's just a mess man and to just be looking around and see damn dude like even when I'm fucking up and I'm confused and I'm all sorts of twisted like I go to my jujitsu homies I go get smashed for an hour and I remember that that shit don't matter like I know I know what I am I know I'm here fucking I'll be here again tomorrow I'll be here again in a couple of days, get smashed again and get and be smashing and learning and fucking no matter what, like been eating like shit, not eating like shit, uh, been working out, not working out, been, you know, whatever it is, what, wherever the wave is this time, you know, you still show up and that that's a that's a secret that jujitsu taught me that you apply that shit to anything and you fucking demolish the game. It's it's, it's exciting, but low key, I still want to get on a boat and go across the ocean. That shit sounds dope as fuck. Like, but kind of want to go to like Polynesia and and go into and go like to. Vietnam or some shit or one or like Thailand those jungles where there's like fucking abandoned temples where the monkeys live in the town like I want to go to that shit that just sounds dope yeah do that in train Muay Thai with like some <laughs> crazy dudes <laughs> yes Muay Thai fucking scares me though 100% but I wouldn't be mad at like training it I don't know I gotta start slow I'm not super into brain trauma talking about Super Bowls tonight yeah. So when you guys listen to this, it'll be after the Super Bowl, and you guys will be all like... Yeah, well, you guys are Super Bowl, and we're super teaming. Dude, I'm about, I'm about to smoke a Super Bowl after this, bro. I know that. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. You guys, it's been fun. Hope you, uh, Hope you guys have an awesome week. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. This is not a drill. Season shit. What happened in my dreams? Everything it was is nothing like it seems. Still chasing the green. Went from paper chasing to chlorophyll scenes. Now I'm something in between.